to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hello, Freedom Nation. It's Jeff here, and it is another episode of the Freedom Nation podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys on here today. Uh, This is still part of season two, and we're really making a little bit of a change in the format of the show, focusing now, you know, for those of you that have talked about starting your own business, uh, we've talked about Freedom Day, we've talked about what a Freedom Engine is, what you need to do. So for a little while, we will be discussing uh, not only starting a business, but what it takes to keep running one and also interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs. So hopefully you're enjoying some of those shows with uh, the entrepreneurs we've been interviewing. We'll be doing lots more. Some of my friends and some new feet or new friends that I've met from all over the world that um, I am being able to learn a little bit about how they've started businesses. And today's show we're going to focus on the biggest mistakes you can make starting a business. This, I will tell you, is from the pain theory of, uh, of all that I have been through over the years, running businesses, starting businesses. You know, For the last seven years of my life, I've been an entrepreneur, specifically an entrepreneur. I've worked just for myself, and it's, it's a different world, um, but I've also learned a lot of lessons. And hopefully I can help you make less of these problems and challenges that I've had over the years. So let's get into it and talk a little bit about this. This is probably going to be a little bit shorter show than we normally do, uh, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. But I want to get through this today and I want you to, uh, to take this into heart as you're thinking about and getting going with your freedom engines and starting your businesses. So, you know, I, I want to start off by telling you a bit of a story. The second year of our business, so this was um, this is when I opened our co-working spaces. I remember coming home from work one day and literally feeling like the entire world had fell apart in one day for me. And I was sitting on the the couch talking to my wife, you know, realizing that we were massively in debt. We went into the summer months, which summer months in, in our business and the co-working industry tend to be a little bit slower than normal. And this was our first full summer. We'd started the previous summer, but it was at the end of the year and we were going into the fall, which is our selling season. And I remember coming home and talking to my wife and looking at her and I'm like, I, I just don't know where I'm going to get money to... Uh, to pay the bills, to pay our bills, to keep this, you know, keep the space going. And we both looked at each other and it became this thing between us that we're going to have to shut our space down. You know, I don't see any other alternative. We're just going to have to shut the space down, get out of business, you know, and try and preserve whatever we could do. And it was interesting because Something inside of me at that point just said, no, we can't. We can't 
close the business down. There's too many people that rely on us for a place to work every day. Uh, they put their trust in us. We just need to figure it out, you know, and that was the moment in time in our business. It was, it was roughly at month 18. And for those of you that have heard me talk about this, I always call the months between 18 to 24 as the suck because it's the time period when the business gets the hardest. And it is the time period where 80% of the people that I've known who were budding starting entrepreneurs just quit because it gets hard. It gets hard because you're not making money. You may have stretched your funds to the limit at that point and you don't see a possible future. You just see more pain and you can't seem to get away from that. So when I look back in my world, I look at some of the things that caused us to be in that situation. Um, I remember literally being in tears talking to my wife about this. And I had to sit back and reflect on some of the things that affected us. You know, first of which was the, the biggest mistake I think for most businesses is one, not having a budget and second, not following it. Now, when I started our co-working spaces, I built out a full budget. I built out a five-year plan of what I expected we were making. But the reality is anytime you do projections, they're just that. They're, they're projections. They're, it doesn't mean that whatever they say is going to be what happens. You have to infer a little bit of, well, this is what I think is going to happen. You really don't know what it looks like until you actually get into business. And that was one of the things that, um, that I was doing poorly at that point. Um, we were struggling financially. And what I didn't do was stop and take a look at the budget and see what we could cut, what we needed to do as far as sales, how we needed to get to where we needed to be. Um, I was just putting my head in the sand and working as hard as I could to try and drive business into the office. What happened at that point was that I stopped. I said, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna look at everything. I mean, every transaction we made that summer or that, you know, really since we'd begun the business, every transaction that we were spending on a monthly basis, and I literally just started cutting and slashing everything I possibly could. I renegotiated with vendors. In some cases, I told them like our copier company, um, you know, they were threatening to come out and take the copier away because we hadn't paid the bills. And I basically told them, come get it. I don't care. Come get your equipment. I'm not paying you anymore. Um, our internet bill was killing us. We were paying thousands of dollars a month for internet. And I just finally called them and said, I'm done. Come get your equipment. I'm switching to a different vendor. And I was able to cut my cost by about 40%, you know? So those were the type of things that you have to do. And, and quite frankly, they're things that I still get collector calls on today and I don't really care. Um, I'm never going to pay them. We are, you know, they got their equipment back. I'm just focused on building a business and I had to do what I had to do to keep the business running. So don't ever think that things are not that things are negotiable or that are not negotiable, that contracts are solid. Um, you can do it. If you want your business to survive, you're going to do whatever you need to do. Uh, very much the same thing that happened during COVID. 
uh, when COVID happened and we had to shut part of our business down, you know what? I renegotiated everything I possibly could at that time and told them in some, some cases I had vendors calling me and saying, Hey, well, you know, we want our money. And I basically told them, you know, my office is shut down right now. So tough. I'm, I'm sorry. You can't get paid. Um, and a lot of them understood and a lot of them, you know, just did what they had to do. We all did what we had to do because we were losing people left and right too. Um, so that's, that's the most important thing is making sure that you stick with a budget and make sure that you go in and look at all those things that you're spending money on and look for ways to reduce those. And you should be doing that on a regular basis. For me now, that's a quarterly thing that I do where I go in and reduce. Yeah. I look at things. Am I using this software? Okay. If I'm not, I delete it. And honestly, I've gotten to the point I even do this on my own business, my own home things as well. You know, I could easily just forget about some of these things, but I watch everything like a hawk and get rid of things that I don't really use. The second thing that I would say is a big mistake is that people that are starting businesses and that are going from working in the corporate world to their own business, um, there is this thing that people seem to think that I'm starting a business so that means I'm going to have time-life balance and I'm going to have a lot of family time. Um, I hate to tell you this, and especially in the first few years, and if this is a non-starter for some of you when it comes to getting to your freedom day, you don't have time-life balance. You don't have family time as much. Sometimes that's going to have to take a back seat. Now, the more that you can work with your spouse or significant other or kids, to let them understand that mom and dad, we're just focused on right now trying to build a business up and this is going to give us more freedom later. But you have to realize you don't have time-life balance. You do not have family time. You're going to have to let that be in the back seat for a while. Now, it's not gonna be forever. And one of the, the best things is if you've kept your day job and you're doing your you're building your freedom engine in the evenings and weekends. At some point, your freedom engine, if you design it right, is going to be making an equivalent amount of money to what you need to survive. And at that point, you can drop the day job. You can get out of there and you can focus that time that you were spending at your day job um, on your business, on your freedom engine. So understand that there's not... And I've seen so many businesses, my friends go out of business because, you know, they got into business and then it's like, oh, I want to take the summer off to, you know, hang out with my family and my kids and all this. And they don't work. They just stop working. And you can't work nine months out of the year and have a successful business because every time you take off significant amount or significant amounts of time and take that away from your business, the business will start to fizzle. Unless you've built a machine, you've built a business that can run without you being involved on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's a key that we talk about. You've got to build a business to where you can step away and you have employees and you have a system that, you know, is working to help you to, to grow your business. Next thing, we already talked about this a little bit, but starting a business is not easy. It is not easy. A simple thing. If it was easy, everybody would have a successful business and we would have nobody working for anybody. The reality is we starting a business is a complicated thing. Starting a business 
takes effort. Starting a business sucks a doodle sometimes. And there are time periods where you are going to feel like this is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. Um, and it probably is at that point. But putting in that time, putting in that effort, getting past those first early lean years, it's what's going to put you into a position where you will be able to, if you design your business correctly, you will be able to take time. You will, it won't be as hard. It will get easier. I will tell you after year, after month 24 in my businesses, actually all of my businesses, life got easier. It gets better. Work as hard. At the beginning, you work really hard for very little money. If you design your business right, in the end, you will make lots of money and not really work very hard. I Today, I probably work a little bit harder than I have for the last couple of years because I am starting up a couple more businesses, and that requires more effort on my part. But my other businesses that I've been running for five and six years, it was pretty easy. I mean, they, they run by themselves. I've got employees that run them. Um, you know, they're, they run independent of me, thus giving me time to focus on other things. That's the most important part. People don't understand when they talk to me how I can run five or six different businesses. And I, I tell them straight up because I don't. I don't run the businesses. I am there. I am part of the team. I am that person in most cases that is the, you know, that, that is the visionary for the business and I direct kind of where we go, but I have a team of people and this has been hard for me because, you know, one of the things I'm really good at technical stuff, I'm really good at marketing, but what I've learned to do is I've got to let my team kind of do their thing. Um, you know, my team with the co-working spaces with T-Works, they are just a rock stars with marketing and getting that out there. And that's taken that all off of my plate. They focus on that 100% of the time. I'm just really there to provide color and vision. And then they take it and run with it. The next thing is marketing. Market, market, market. You have to market your business. There is this mistaken belief. And a lot of this is because of the internet gurus that are out there that will tell you how easy it is to make millions of dollars online and how they can, you know, they can show you how you're going to make millions of dollars online. Now, here's the, the dirty little secret. Most of those people would not have made a lot of money online. And some of them may be lying to you, but others have made significant amounts of money, but they did not do it themselves. And they did not do it by sitting at home in their in their apartment or their house and playing video games all day long. And there's a computer in the background that's basically running their whole business and everything else. That's not reality. The reality is most of those people that are very, very successful internet entrepreneurs and business owners and business people, they did it partnering with others. Uh, most of the big internet gurus have built relationships and joint venture partnerships with other people who have audiences and who are highly successful. So what I would encourage you to do is start to make relationships with other very successful people and look for ways that you can build joint ventures with them so that you can grow your own business along with theirs and you're helping them to grow their business as well. So that is what it takes to, to build a successful 
business today is you have to market. And that is every single day. You never stop marketing, whether it's you're on social media, whether it's that you're doing podcasts or writing blogs or whatever it is, you never stop marketing. Last, and most certainly not least, is that being an entrepreneur is lonely. Is If you are a solopreneur, it is really lonely because you have nobody to talk to on any given day. If you have employees and you are the owner or the, the CEO or president of the company that you work with, your job is very lonely because the problem is you do not have anybody at your level in your company, even if you've got a trusted group of friends that are around you, everybody else in the company is at, is at a lower level than you, and there is nobody on an equal basis with you. So the challenge is you really can't have candid conversations with people that are inside of your company because, you know, mainly you're having conversations with people you're helping to feed. So the, the challenge that you have is anything you say to, to an employee or even to a senior manager, understand how that's going to be taken. And if there's any indication that, hey, I'm not real sure how the company is going to survive or run or whatever else, now all of a sudden you've got an employee who is going, hmm, am I going to still have a job? They start worrying. That news can get out to others and it can be a big nightmare. So what do we do, <laughs> you know, mostly as entrepreneurs and business owners and, you know, as, as managers of companies or directors of companies, um, we tend to make ourselves even lonelier by isolating ourselves from people and not sharing. So one of the things that I would recommend for all of you that are getting started is you need to start building a tribe of mentors, a tribe of compatriots, that you can share your trials and tribulations. You can get feedback from them. They can keep you propped up and you'll do the same for them when things get bad uh, because it does get bad for all of us. And we need those other people to, to be around who we can talk with and say, hey, this is what I'm, this is the challenge I'm having. And you've got another business owner who understands where you're coming from, who can give you some ideas. So having people to keep your spirits up, but also more important than all of that is you do not need a tribe of yes people around you. You don't need a tribe of people who, when you go to them and you're like, hey, this is what's screwed up in my business. I don't know what to do. And they're, you know, they're super supportive and telling you how great you are and how wonderful you are and you'll figure it out and all that stuff. No, you need somebody that will sit you down and tell you you're an ID ID1 or ID10T. And if you don't understand what I mean by that, write down ID, the number 10 and T and look at what it spells and that'll tell you. So when you're an ID, uh, ID10T, you need to be told that you're an ID10T. Um, you need people to be honest with you. You need people to stop you from making really, really stupid mistakes. Um, I've had multiple conversations. In fact, just recently I had multiple conversations with friends of mine that were looking to acquire other businesses. And we sat down and we talked this through. And, you know, in the end, they realized, wow, this would probably sink my business. 
And I've done this in my own business, bringing it to friends of mine and saying, hey, you know, here's the deal. What do you think? And getting good, positive, in-depth feedback for where exactly we are at. Uh, and, and, you know, is this the smart thing for me to do? So that's the things that are big mistakes that I will tell you in my own business. Um, I, I experienced these on occasion. I have ex definitely experienced all of these at one time or another in my business. And because I was able to realize it or because I blundered into it or because I just stopped and said, I've got to do something different. It was what allowed me to fix the problem and continue to let my business move. Um, I am very conscious of all of these five things now. And I, these are the things that I stop and I look and I say, this is what helped me succeed. This is what helped me keep my businesses alive through some of the toughest years, the toughest markets that I've ever been in, in, you know, 35 years working out in the world. So I hope this was helpful. Um, as always, you can find our shows out on all the major podcast channels. Um, you can find uh, the easiest way to find us is freedomnationpodcast.com. Uh, that takes you right to our webpage. And you can take a look at uh, all the other shows. I encourage you to go back in time and look at some of the old, other shows. Uh, get out there, take notes, get out there and get a business going. Get your freedom, get your freedom engine fired up so that it can start helping you to reduce debt and replace the income that you make from a job so that you can actually gain your personal freedom. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.